0: Welcome to BG Mania, a weekly video game music podcast found right here at Level Down Games, where we explore some excellent tracks and talk about our experiences with each game. I'm Brian, joined as always by the Eclectic Mix. He is the human form of the Eclectic Mix. It's Frank. Sup guys. Uh, All them languages, you know, and things that just make you eclectic.
1: I am every man.
0: Every man. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. Since BG Mania and Level Down Games is entirely self-funded as a passion project, you can directly support the show and the brand through one or all of the affiliate links listed in the description of the podcast. Thanks in advance if you choose to do so. Uh, For those who are just joining us, this is your first episode. Welcome. BG Mania, as I mentioned, is a weekly video game music podcast. And what we like to do at the end of each month is something known as Radio Hour. Uh, I mentioned Frank being an eclectic mix, that's because Radio Hour is in itself an eclectic mix of music. There's no themes, no composers. Uh, Sometimes we fall into a little bit of a theme, which you're going to notice Frank's has a kind of suedo theme going on here a little bit, but it really isn't a theme because not everything is from that thing. But uh, sometimes we do themes, sometimes we don't. Radio Hour is just meant to be whatever we want it to be. It's 12 tracks, five from me, five from Frank, one from you, the listener and one from Jessica, the other one of the other staff members here at Level Down Games, and we just pick whatever we want to pick, man. We pick whatever we feel like playing. doesn't matter. You can pick whatever, except for licensed tracks (laughs) and things we've already played in the past.
1: And trust me, I'll try to find a way.
0: You will always try to find a way. But yeah, that's one of our one of the beauties of uh, of BG Mania is that we never play the same track more than once, except for like anniversary episodes and special events. So we always we try to challenge ourselves to find new music and explore games that, you know, we haven't thought of in a long time. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun and games that we're currently playing. So we have a lot of fun listening to music and we hope that you will as well. So that opening track you heard was my first pick on this February 2019 edition of Radio Hour, and it happens to come from Shovel Knight. The name of the track is High Above the Land. It's actually a leftover track that I have from our airship episode that posted back in Was that January? I think it was January we did that. I can't can't remember exactly when we did a similar episode, but (laughs) I think it had to have been last month. So check that episode out if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, Very fun episode where Frank and I listened to different tracks that play when you're either flying an airship in games or on an airship. And this was one that I tossed around, including in that episode. But I decided to save it because I didn't want to overshadow anything because I feel like this is an amazing track. And reason being, it was composed by the wonderful Jake Kaufman, who every time we play something from him, dude, the guy is just so freaking good. He is so freaking good. Um, Game came out June 26, 2014. I love anything by Jake Kaufman, man. Like we are definitely doing an episode him in the future because I just really enjoy his style, the way that he's able to use chip tunes and make them sound retro, but still sound modern at the same time. The guy is just a fantastic composer. And I love listening to whatever he does
1: Man, He's a modern day uh, prodigy with the, with the chip tune. I love it.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's great. And he's capable of composing outside of chiptune as well. Like I've heard things that he's done for other games that, you know, it, it is done in like more orchestral style or more modern styles. And he's just great, man. He's really he's really good. He knows what he's doing. He's smart. He's intelligent. And dude, I just I love it. I absolutely love it. And Shovel Knight still one of the best games in this generation so far. Like, in terms of a retro indie style, like, fantastic.
1: I feel like it's one of the bigger titles out there that, like, just show people that you could, you could do the retro style in 2019, you know, or 2014 when it came out. Uh, it's, it's still, you know, it's something we will play and enjoy and love. I, I was, I was, I, that was a banger. Uh, that, was a good, that was a good track.
0: And it's one of the most successful Kickstarter stories ever. Like, in one of the most Kickstarter campaigns, like, it shows that Kickstarter is the viable platform for developing and making a game, if done correctly. Yacht Club Games was very smart about it.
1: Um, wow. So I, my first pick.
0: Yeah. What are you going to go with?
1: Uh, Something I'm actually surprised we have not played a single track from this game in the history of BG Mania.
0: Ooh, I'm excited to see what this is then.
1: From The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion, this is The Wings of Kinnereth. And that was the Wings of Kinareth from The Elder Scrolls IV: Oblivion. Uh, that came out March 20th, 2006. Uh, composed by Jeremy Soule. Uh, I went a little bit Bethesda heavy this week. Uh,
0: you'll hear some more. You're Bethesda giving, a, you're right giving it away.
1: <laughs> but 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 that's not my secret theme.
0: Oh, wait, you have you have two themes this week. That's not fair yeah. this month. That's not fair.
1: Uh, this, this is the only game that breaks the theme. Um, I, just want to, I just want to get an Elder Scrolls 4 game on, onto the list. Uh slash underrated music. You, you don't really hear much about Oblivion. In fact, Oblivion may be maybe the one the game. i liked the least out of the series,
0: but uh, still loved it. I mean, like, it's that's, a great that's game, crazy because that's the one I like the most. Uh, really? Oblivion, Oblivion is my favorite out of the entire Elder Scrolls really? franchise so far. Yeah, still the only only game. When I loaded it up on the Xbox 360 after buying the Xbox, that made my jaw hit the floor like 100 percent. Like, I was so amazed at the way the game looked, the way the game sounded, the music, the way the music was implemented, the way that just dude.
1: Oh, it no, was great, next great, great. gen. You like that more than Morrowind.
0: Yes. I, okay. like, the, I like I like Oblivion more than Morrowind.
1: I respect that. Uh, I mean, for me, Skyrim is my favorite, but uh... okay.
0: Skyrim is good. Uh, Morrowind is good, but Oblivion to me is still I don't know, maybe it's nostalgia taking over. Maybe it's because it's the one that I, I spent the most time with, because, I mean, you know, getting the Xbox 360 right away and then picking up Oblivion when it came out, which was a couple months after the release of the 360. I didn't have a ton of stuff to play on it at the time, and I was just, you know, sinking hours upon hours upon hours into Oblivion. 100% of that game, you know, quote unquote platinum did. I forget what the actual name of that is called. getting all a thousand, you know, achievement points in, in that for for Xbox Live. an Argonian? Yes, absolutely. I did.
1: I, I I could totally tell. I just, I, you know, we're friends, so I'm able to tell what kind of
0: character you play <laughs> Yeah, man, it just I don't know. It just it just made me it made my mind really just go off into so many different places about what the future of video games would be like. And now, you know, 13 years later in 2019, after that game came out, we're we're seeing some of that stuff. I mean, just even with Skyrim, like just how yeah. more advanced the world was than it was in Oblivion and just the way everything just it just flowed so much better. But Oblivion still just, I don't know, holds that special place in my heart. And I wouldn't say that the music is underappreciated because I think it's fantastic. I think the music is great in this. And Jeremy Sol did a fantastic job. You, just,
1: you don't hear about Oblivion as often as you hear it from the others. But uh,
0: I, I, do think, I, I do think Skyrim, um, you know, obviously being the most recent, but still just being so special in, in the industry, it, it does get a lot of praise and it does tend to dominate in terms of discussions on on the music and Elder Scrolls in general. But yeah, man, Jeremy sold did a great job with with the soundtrack, and he is he's just another composer that I that I just have an ap- absolute admiration for because he's great at what he does.
1: Everything's epic, yeah.
0: Yeah, very epic stuff. He's got this. He's got the fantasy genre down. He knows what he's doing in that. So he's got
1: this on lock, son.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, well, that's what's, that's what streams I'm getting there.
0: Uh, all right, man. Well, I'm gonna go to something that I I think may end up being the best track we play this week. You can argue with what? me if you want on that, but I All think right. I think okay. this is I think this is technically, quote unquote, track of the week for this week, because uh, we're uh we're about to play something that is literally amazing. And it comes from a game that you would not expect it to come from and a system that you would not expect it to come from from RoboCop. This is the title theme. was the title theme from RoboCop, which, and this is the Game Boy version, which released in December 1990. No official date. Remember, this was back when games would just show up on shelves. So December 1990 and composed by Jonathan Dunn. Why is no, that Brian, so good?
1: No, no, this is this is not deserve to be this good. OK, this is underserved on the Game Boy. Why is, this is it deserves, so good? <laughs> this, this deserves to be the music for like a national commercial or something.
0: Well, it was. (laughs) It absolutely was the music for a national commercial because you happened to find it. It was an artisan, a a UK Washington machine retailer or something. Yes, it's
1: a a washing machine uh, commercial that just literally uses the song.
0: And I don't blame them because it's amazing. And I mean, it's definitely transcended into pop culture. I mean, it's it's been remixed as, you know, part of hip hop and this track. I don't understand why it's so good. It's Robocop. It's the Game Boy. Now, the Game Boy does have decent music on it. And I, dare I say, it has a lot of great tracks on the Game Boy. There's a lot of great music on the Game Boy. this? But Robocop? Why is it so good? Like, it gives me chills how amazing this is. And I, I, I will say, I actually heard, I, and I had never heard this track before, but I recently heard it a couple weeks ago. Uh, watching Easy Allies and I was watching Kyle Bosman on Twitch and he was streaming Tetris 99 and he happened, to, you know, he he lets it to where chat on Twitch will get to, you know, request songs and one of the songs was this one and I was like, oh my God, what is this track? And luckily he said what it was because I fell in love with this dude. It was so good. Dude kills it. Like this is a, I, I don't think we're going to play anything better on this episode today.
1: I have to, like, go guns out, you I have to come out
0: swinging now? Uh, I'm going to try to match you. Do you have something that is so synth heavy and so amazing and just, dude, I just. Oh, my God, I can't say enough great things about this. I cannot say enough great things about this track. I don't know what's going on here.
1: (laughs) I'm going to try, but I still think yours is better. Um, But from the NES classic Silver Surfer, this is the title screen theme. the title screen theme from Silver Surfer, which came out November 1990.
0: Oh, so the month before. <laughs> the month
1: before. Um, composed by Tim Fallon. This song, much like the Robocop song, so much better than the game. This game is absolutely atrocious. Uh, it's a shooter. It's not fun. At all. <laughs> <laughs> but with this track and my next three picks, I'm just going to give the theme away right now. Somehow I managed to pick everything in the month of November. I don't know why. It just happened. I guess November is the time you come out with these bangers, yo. I
0: have two tracks that release in November coming up.
1: Hmm. We'll do some research into why so many good things. Oh, I forget. It. Wait, that's the holiday season. So holiday
0: season. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, dude, that's a great track. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, man. We should do a whole episode just Timbaland. We will in the future. We will definitely do that in the future. Um, I've never played Silver Surfer, so it's it's definitely it's cool hearing so that. So
1: bad. Oh my god, it's so bad. It's it sucks that he's attached to so many bad games, but he's at least the, he he's the good part of the, of these bad games. He's the silver lining, the uh, the golden goose. I don't know whatever, whatever other good things are out there. <laughs> the golden
0: goose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. His his music is great though. And I I, I mean, obviously, his style is so synonymous and fantastic. And
1: I literally, literally, when your track played earlier for RoboCraft, I was like, "Yo, the the, the Tim Fallon track." I was like, "Oh yeah, back to back to Fallon."
0: No, no. I I, I guess I could hear why you thought that, but two great back-to-back picks. So that was that was fantastic. And we'll go ahead and move on now to our listener pick for the episode. And this to us, this to us, yeah, this to us. This also comes to us from the mix master. And this was in the same email where he submitted the idea for the Turok one and two episode. He actually had submitted a couple tracks for for future radio hours. And I really enjoyed this one here. So he already he, he mentioned two tracks from this particular game. but we've already played one. We've already played sewers and that might give it away to what this game is. If it does. Turtles? No. Fester's Quest on the NES. Oh, I don't want to hear. No, 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 no. What? That's oh. good music. I hate this game. I know you hate the game, but the music is good. You know what? I will concede the music is absolutely the music is good. You actually, I believe you even. No, I think I picked the sewers track, but uh, this one right here is the outside theme, otherwise known as the overworld theme. And that was the overworld theme from Fester's Quest, as requested by the Mixmaster this month, composed by Naoki Kodaka and released sometime in 1989. That's the only information I was able to find on this one. Sometime in 1989. It's a crazy game though; it only has one boss. It's a hard game that I've never finished.
1: No, there's only one boss, though. You you fight the first one, and then the game's over.
0: As I, I don't think so.
1: That's about as far as I got. As far as I'm ever gonna get. I know. Uh, I was gonna
0: say it's a very hard game that, you know, I, I don't have a lot of fond memories with except for the music. The game was the game was frustrating.
1: The music is good in this game. My fondest memory. Uh, shout out to uh, my boy James. Uh, this is a uh, Angry Video Game Nerd's best episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. It's one of his. It's one of his best. This track is so good, and the sewers track that we played many, 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 many months ago is very good as well. Like Naoki Kadaka, he did a fantastic job, such a good job composing this track and composing the soundtrack in general that. I I just wish they were in, you know, that was more exposable to everybody. You know what I mean? I hear you.
1: In fact, I I love the, the, the title theme, Professor's Quest. Like, that's that's the one that's always stuck in my head. Like, it's just done like it's done right.
0: Yeah. That's another good one. Like, there's there's quite a few good tracks from from faster squad, if not the entire soundtrack. I mean, it's just it's one of those games that, yes, it's hard to play. Yes, it a lot of people don't think it's fun, but (laughs) when you get into it, I mean, I've I've seen a lot of people get enjoyment out of this game. Like, it's, it's one of those that a lot of people have fond memories of. I may not have fond memories of it, but a lot of people do so. I think that, you know, what is a bad game? What is a good game? That, that's one of those things. It's all subjective. It's all personal opinion. Thank you for the submission, though, Mixmaster. We always enjoy having you appear in the episodes. And yeah, you just another great pick. I mean, thanks again for the uh, suggestion for last week's episode for Turok 1 and 2 and for a killer track for, with Faster's Quest and the overall theme. I, I really enjoyed that a lot. Uh, he submitted two other tracks in that same email, and we might get to those in the future as well. So we'll see. Dankeschön. We are now going to move on to my next pick on the episode. It happens to come from my favorite Bioware franchise and my favorite game in this franchise from Dragon Age Origins. This is Leliana's Song. And that was Leliana's song from Dragon Age Origins, which originally released. This was one of my November releases, November 3rd, 2009, composed by Einan Zor and vocals done by Aubrey Ashburn. This is a beautiful track, man. And Leliana is one of the main characters in Dragon Age Origins. She's one of your party members that you can get. She's like the rogue, so to speak. And, you know, she does make appearances in future installments of the Dragon Age games, and I do hope that she's in the next one as well. She's really like a staple character. Her theme is haunting. Her theme is beautiful, dude. I just, it's it's meant to invoke those feelings from you. It's meant to, like, you know, this it's sad while not being sad. It's, you know, touching. It's just, it's a great character theme. It's a great character, just you know, way that you know, it's the type of music that plays anytime that, you know, like your characters, that character, that part- not your character, but that particular character is like in a cutscene, and, and you'll hear this track in the background and it just. It brings you back like this track is able to it's one of those that we talk about quite often. It's able to bring you back to the initial feelings that you had while playing through Dragon Age or, you know, if you are like me, the feelings I had, I guess I should say, while playing through Dragon Age Horizon. And yeah, it is my favorite game in the Dragon Age franchise. I think I've had the most fun with Origins. Dragon Age 2, I wasn't a huge fan of. I played through it, but I wasn't a huge fan of it. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition was great. I'll save my thoughts on that here for a little bit later. But Dragon Age Origins really just it it solidified my love for Dragon Age as a franchise and Bioware as a studio. And Zor, who is a composer that's done so many great things and, and so many great soundtracks in the past, I think some of his greatest work has been on Dragon Age. I do. And this track just shows that. Hey,
1: Dragon Age has great music, man. I, I 100% agree with you.
0: Yeah, Dragon Age has some fantastic music. And I mean, yes, Anthem just released. And I've actually been exploring the Anthem soundtrack a bit uh, done by Sarah Schockner, schnockner whatever. However you say her last name. We've actually played something from her on the past from uh, Assassin's Creed. Origins, I think it was. We played something from that. Uh, Crocodopolis. She composed and you actually picked the track okay. and that was her. Uh, so we, we played a little bit of her in the past on BG Mania. But uh, yeah, she did the entire soundtrack for Anthem by herself. And I've been kind of listening to that, seeing if, if there's anything worthy of showing up on the show in the future. But just Bioware in general, man. De- I, again, I have hope for them going forward after playing through Anthem and thinking it is better than a lot of other critics do. I, I I have hope that Dragon Age now, since that's we know they're doing that next. I have hope that that's going to be back to the Bioware that we know and love, and back to just everything. And you know, I, I can't wait to see what's next.
1: I hope the next Dragon Age just freaking knocks it out of the park. That's me too. And uh, you know what? We did this unconsciously, Brian. We didn't. You know, we, we don't uh, plan these out uh, with each other. What we're picking for radio hour, but. I also picked the track from a Dragon Age game,
0: which is why I stopped myself, because I, I, I'm i going to save my thoughts on Inquisition till now.
1: Yes. Yeah, so yes. Yeah, so I'm from Dragon Age Inquisition. Thanks for spoiling that. You're welcome. Uh, this, is, <laughs> <laughs> this is Sarah Was Never.
2: She knew the ways of nobler men And she knew She was so sharp and quick with a bow Arrow strike like a dragon Sarah was never quite the gentlest girl Her eyes were sharp like a razor But she knew the ways of commoner men And she knew just how you
1: And that was Sarah Was Never from Dragon Age Inquisition uh, came out November 18th, 2014. Composed by Trevor Morris. He actually took over the compositions uh, go from going forward from there, uh, and it was actually pre- performed by an artist named uh, uh She actually does a pretty good live version of this as well on YouTube if you want to look her up. Oh, I'll check that out. Um, but yeah, I, I like me a nice little uh, bar tune. You really do. <Yeah>. Uh, so, Yeah, this just plays in the ta- this plays in one of the taverns. You can't get her to not sing this damn song. No, she's uh, she's always
0: singing it. And what what I what I yeah. like is that one of the lines is that you know Sarah was never the quietest girl. Some say she lives in a tavern. She yep, literally are. lives in the attic of the tavern that this song is playing in. Like, that's where you find, that's where you find the character.
1: It's your, I, I, that line, um, why change tomorrow when you can
0: own today? Like, it's, it, it really is a beautiful song. Well, it is, it's it's, 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 there's meaningful lyrics in this track. I mean, it's, if you really pay attention to them, it's, it's, it's deep. It is, it's a, it's a deep track, not like deep meaning behind it. And Sarah, just a great character in Dragon Age Inquisition as well. I mean, just, it, again. Another great character theme, much like Leviana's song was for Dragon Age Origins. Both characters, a roguelike character as well. So that was also kind of how they coincided together. Um, And yeah, man, just something about bard tunes, something about just jaunty medieval style music. It's always great. I mean, we did an episode entirely on medieval music in the Uh, past and it was so much fun to do.
1: One of my favorite things, uh, it always makes me happy, it, I can maybe uh, liken this to like someone going to Disneyland. For me it's going to like a renaissance fair and literally yeah. hearing like, p- people who are playing bardish music. Like, It's cheesy, it's over the top, and it's amazing. Like, I, I was born 1500 years too late. You were born to be a bard. I have little to no musical talent. I play bass horribly. Uh,
0: And I don't think keyboards existed back in the day. Bon Jovi said it best, dude. You were born to be my bard,
1: (laughs) baby. I was born to play that song. We We got Um, something to believe in. Yeah, I'm not going any further with this. Okay.
0: Come on, Bon Jovi's amazing. What's your problem with that band?
1: I don't have the biggest problem with him, but we are a Coolio show, and you will show respect to the man.
0: No, come on now, <laughs> uh, let's go on to my next pick. Then I, I think I got something good here from a game that a lot of people don't actually know about, but it was a it was a game. <laughs> it was a game. Okay. That released, it was a game that released on the PS2, uh, not the best game, but it had a great soundtrack behind it from Chaos Legion. This is Feel No Fear. that was Feel No Fear from Chaos Legion, which released on August 5th, 2003, and was composed by Hideyuki Fukusawa. This was developed and published by Capcom, and the reason I mention that is because Chaos Legion is basically a Devil May Cry ripoff. It is. So they kind of ripped off themselves with this game. But what I like about this, and, and Chaos Legion like I said, it's not a great game. It really isn't sitting at like a 67 on Metacritic for the PS2 version. I mean, the game is just average at best. It's not great. It's not good. It's just average. But I think <laughs> the game is worth experiencing. And I'll say that. And the reason why I think that I can't put it any better than the description on Wikipedia. And, and here's what somebody wrote for this. And I think it's just so good. The story of Chaos Legion is a Gothic opera which begins November 791 AS, which stands for Anno Satanus. <laughs> the protagonist, Sieg Werhout, is a knight of the Dark Glyphs who is on a quest under command of the Order of Saint Ovaria to find his former friend, Victor Delacroix, who has stolen the forbidden book, Apophryka of Izark, and to stop him from releasing the evil spirit, Azriel, who would destroy the three planes of existence the Netherworld, the Middleworld, and the Celestial World. <laughs> Frank, I think this is a game you would actually pretty much dig. I think this is a game you would like. It's the plot to every horrible movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's set as a gothic opera. Like the music is, it's reflective of that. You have this gothic feel to it. This kind of rocking feel like we see in a lot of Devil May Cry stuff. But there's bits of opera in the soundtrack as well. And dude, it's so good. (laughs) And it's, and the game is so bad, but that just means like, and again, a game is not terrible. It's just average at best, but the music in it and, and really uh, Hideyuki Fukasawa actually got a cult following after doing this game. And a lot of people like started following his work and he never really did anything great. Again. I mean, he worked on Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 uh, he recently just worked on Street Fighter 5 with several other people for Capcom and did a couple of the Monster Hunter games and like one or two of the Onamusha stuff, but really never did something huge in his career. Just always like other games in other people's franchises that already had worked on it. You know what I mean? Like he just never had anything to really call his own except for Chaos Legion. So this is like the only thing, like exclusive, unique thing he ever worked on. And I actually just think that's really cool. And dude, just the track is it's a killer track, dude. It's a great track. I don't know. Well, that was a good
1: track. Uh, Never heard of Chaos Legion. That's that's cool. I'll I'll look at my focus one up now.
0: Yeah, check it out, because I really do think it would be a game that Would be fun for you to experience. Now, again, don't go into this thinking it's going to be an excellent experience because it's not an excellent game by any stretch of the imagination. But it would be fun to see the game and play through it. Some.
1: That was cool. How about a game that I played so much that I could play it backwards, forward, and sideways? Okay. This is from one of my favorite games of all the times, from Fallout Four. This is I'm the one you're looking for.
3: the corner Come on inside and pull up a chair No need to feel like a stranger Cause we're all a little strange in here Have you got history that needs erasing Did you come in just for the beer and cigarettes A broken down dream You're tired of chasing Ooh I'm just the girl to make you forget a tie have a drink or or maybe just one more But if you're searching for something your motor running close to empty Or are you running from yourself Are you thirsty for a brand new kind of pleasure Or are you hungry to be somebody else So sit down your Face, you came to the right place. Oh, where every night it starts once more.
1: was, I'm the one you're looking for from Fallout 4. Uh, no, you're not.
0: Out. You're definitely not the one I'm, I'm looking for.
1: I'm the one we're all looking for, <laughs> probably for probably for a crime. Uh, that's neither here, nor there. This game came out November 10th, 2015, uh, composed by John Jarvis. This is sung by Linda Carter. Uh, we've mentioned her before, uh, we did the town theme episode. Uh, she is the former Wonder Woman from the TV show, also a former Miss World, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. And a good singer.
1: A great, damn good singer.
0: Yeah. Mag- Magnolia can sing, dude.
1: Magnolia got some pipes and uh Boy Oh Boy uh did uh I romance her once or twice in this game. But yeah, I, I love this like this, this jazzy kind of feel to any kind of song. And like said, she could sing.
0: No, she she definitely can. And um I mean it's it's lounge music, dude. It, it's that's like the place that you hear this track, it's in like a lounge type of a setting and it's it's very good and <laughs> they are able to capitalize the the way that the music should feel and the way that everything just should feel in that setting uh what was the name of the what was the name of that place um
1: oh you're, you're hurting me i know it's in a good neighbor i don't know the name of the, the, the bar
0: yeah i don't remember some some tavern in, in good neighbor but uh Cabo house thank you yeah Cabo house that's the name of the place but uh you go there and you, know, you you have a stage set up and there's a lady singing, you know, this beautiful red dress. And it's an interesting setting that I wasn't expecting to stumble upon. And when I did, I thought this is super cool, man. And I just stood there and listened to her sing and she's really good. And uh, you you mentioned that there's an actual fan theory behind this particular track.
1: Yes, uh, it is. You may be a stranger, but we're all, you may be strange, but we're all strangers here. Something like that, are the lyrics. Uh, And it seems like she's singing this to the mayor of good neighbor Hancock, Mm -hmm. who's who's one of the characters you could actually become uh, your, what's the word I'm looking for? Companion. Companion? Yeah,
0: companion.
1: Yep. Uh, One of my favorites, too. I I like them, you know, just uh, a ghoul dressed up uh, like a a Confederate soldier. uh, Yeah, uh, no, super,
0: super cool character. Super cool character. Uh, I I played through Fallout 4 to completion, uh, you know, Platinum Trophy. But (laughs) yeah, it it was definitely, it was not a very hard Platinum to get. It was actually relatively easy to do. You just had to, hardest thing for me was uh, one of the ones that you had to do for the base building. Like that was one that I had, I struggled with the most. But once that was... Yeah, once that was done, uh, the, the Platinum Trophy was relatively easy to get. So I did get the Platinum. But it's not one of my favorite fallouts. I mean, I definitely think three in New Vegas were a lot were a lot stronger in terms of gameplay and just game in general. But Fallout 4 wasn't terrible. It was a good game.
1: It's a it's a great game and it still endures to this day. Thanks to the awesome modding community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's way better than Fallout 76. So I mean, at least there's that.
1: That's a low bar set. Vester's
0: <laughs> Vester's Fester's Quest is better than Fallout 76. There you go. Chaos Legion is better than Fallout 76. Data East Tag Team Wrestling still the worst. Better than Fallout 76. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to Jessica's pick for the episode. Uh, she has a, a really fun one here for us to listen to this week, or I should say this month. And uh, she actually picked from a game that she used to play a lot when she was little. So we'll let her intro it. And if she, again, as I always say, if she doesn't mention the name of the game in the track, we'll do that when we come back.
2: Hey, guys. So I decided to pick a song from the Aladdin soundtrack on the Nintendo. This song is a special um, shout out to my brother, Dallas. His birthday was the 6th of February. So happy birthday to you. I do hope you guys enjoy. I was I selected this game, He did not. Um, but every time I hear this song, it makes me think of him. So again, happy birthday, dolls, and I hope all of you guys enjoy.
0: that was Streets of Agrabah from Disney's Aladdin. This is the Super Nintendo version. This is one of the games that uh, the Super Nintendo soundtrack and the Sega Genesis soundtrack sound rel- quite a bit different, actually, from one another. Yeah. Uh, she She is familiar she and played, played the... the yeah, they really are. They really are. Uh, some similarities between the two, but they really are different games. Uh, you know, she had a Super Nintendo growing up with her brothers. So this is the, the version that they are familiar with. And this was released on uh, November 21st. This is another November games. And Jessica actually had a November game. Not me, Jessica. November 21st. Go, Jessica. <laughs> keep, that, keep, keep, keep this train rolling. November 21st, 1993. Uh, composed by three individuals, I wasn't able to figure out who was exactly. And I remember talking about this before that there is no really breakdown of Disney's Aladdin on the Super Nintendo because we've looked in the past. Yeah. Uh, Yuki Awae, Yuko Takahara and Setsuo Yamamoto are the three individuals responsible for the soundtrack for this game. One of the. It, it really is one of the best games on the Super Nintendo.
1: It, it, all those Disney games around that era were just awesome. I mean, you have this, you have Lion King.
0: Which is also another fan, yeah, another fantastic game and uh, more Capcom games. We're, we're, we're on a Capcom roll as well. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I. I mean, I just, I distinctly. This is stage one, and I just. Dis- distinctly remember everything about this. Now, I, I have played both the Super Nintendo and the Genesis versions because I was one of the ones that owned both an SNES and a Genesis back in the day. And I, I own Aladdin on the Super Nintendo, but I rented it on the Genesis because I had heard, you know, through GamePro and Nintendo, Oh well, not Nintendo Power, but through GamePro, how different it was on the platform. And I wanted to see the differences. And dude, it's, it's phenomenal, man. This game is great.
1: I owned it for Sega, but my next door neighbor, she had it on uh, Super Nintendo. So we just swapped back and forth because we both had build systems.
0: Nice, 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 nice.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, I saw right. as, soon as, it kicked, as soon as the song kicked in, I was like, oh, my God, this is the first stage. Like, I'm picturing it, like I can see myself swinging and throwing apples. And-
0: yeah, it's and it's so Aladdin, too. Like, they captured the feeling from the movies so freaking well, dude. Which
1: is why I cannot wait for the live action one. Will Smith is going to be the bomb, y'all. Dude, no. That way, the latest
0: trailer on that one looks so bad. Yeah. It looks so bad. Oh, speaking of, though, uh, Tommy Tallarico is one of the composers behind the Genesis version. So I, I will say they may they may have had, a, you know, an interesting soundtrack on the Genesis version because of that. And and we have listened to quite a bit of the tracks from the Genesis version of Aladdin. We have. It, it is so different that it, it, it's it's incredible. Uh, actually rated a better game. The Genesis version than the Super Nintendo version. It is. It is. It is a better game. They're yeah, I, both great, though. I think I think they're both equally great. I do. I do. Uh, soundtrack wise, they're both great as well good choice as always yeah yeah fantastic choice and I mean obviously you know she she had showed this track to me when we were out for dinner a couple weeks back and she's like this is the one I want to do because I remember it so well from when I was little and I was like you know she's like I've always wanted to do something from this game but I can't could never really figure out which track I wanted to do and this and this is the one so I was like all right cool so that's it (laughs) it's my turn again isn't it it's it's my last track of the episode for radio hour this week this month february 2019 radio hour volume 20. what am i missing frank what did i do this episode you're gonna make
1: me cry aren't you brian
0: no because i do have an emotional track this is my emotional pick for the episode and it is the last emotional track that i had saved so this is the last one i had i remember i had said i had enough to go from like october through february including february's radio hour, which was going to take place after the emotional episode This is the last one I have saved. So this will be the last one I do for a while unless I find something else and it's done in another episode. I'm sure you'll find them quickly because... I absolutely will because I love this type of music. Could could you you like to be crying. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I do. And uh, this one here, it it definitely is an emotional track for many different reasons. But it's also a very, very epic, amazing track from a game that everyone knew how it was going to end. It was like Red Dead Redemption 2. Everyone knew how it was going to end. Because the game is a prequel to a game we'd already played. From Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, this is The Price of Freedom. that was the price of freedom from Final Fantasy 7 Crisis Core which released on March 24th 2008 and it was composed by Takahiro Ishimoto This again this is a prequel to the events that happened in Final Fantasy 7 and obviously when we played this game on the PSP everyone knew how it was going to end because we had already played 7 you know 8 years before 7 years well, actually no my god uh, 10 years before yeah, because Final Fantasy seven was like late 90, 97, 98. I think it was I think it was 97 and this was 2008. So, yeah, 10, 11 years before we'd, we'd already known the story, you know, how things happened with Cloud and how he got the buster sword. So we knew Zack's unfortunate fate and what was going to happen at the end of Crisis Core. We knew what was going to happen, but it didn't make the moment any less sad. It didn't make, you know, engaging in that last battle any more emotional And I will say, dude, even though this is an emotional track, this is also a battle theme. (laughs) And it is by far my favorite battle theme ever for a video game. This is awesome. Yeah. So you have a mixture of, you know, beautiful, beautiful violin work, a acoustic guitar. And then when that electric guitar kicks in, man, and just like the the melody that it's able to to do in the in, you know, like the actual chords and the it's just. It's so good. It's so good. Like This is one of my favorite tracks from from not only Final Fantasy, but just in general. It's very, very well done.
1: Nah, this this is a great I, I like everything about this track.
0: Yeah. And I do think now, you know, obviously they are remaking Final Fantasy 7 and, you know, with modern technology, hopefully to release, you know, sometime in the next 10 years. But I think Final Fantasy 7 Crisis Core is also deserving of a remake because it released on the PSP in a year when the PSP was more or less dead, it came out in 2008 and, you know, the PSP was already, you know, just more or less an afterthought. You know, Sony has always had bad luck with their handhelds. They had bad luck with the PSP and they had bad luck with the Vita. Um, seeing an actual remake of this game, much like we saw with uh final fantasy type zero HD on the PlayStation four, which was a PSP game as well. If we could get something like that for crisis core, either on the PlayStation 4, the Nintendo Switch, or even next generation on, like, the PS5 or something, if they could do that, I think this game would be even more well-received than it was by those who played it on the PSP. Because the soundtrack is killer, the soundtrack is amazing, and the game is actually really fun. Just nobody played it because it was on the PSP in a year when no one
1: cared about the PSP. If they start the remake right now, it'll be done by 2045.
0: Yeah, and I'll get a chance to play it before I die. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, I don't know. Just another another great pick and just another, again, emotional pick. But I, the reason I didn't put it really in the emotional episode is because, you know, it doesn't it doesn't elicit the, you know, like the tears and the emotions of sadness that most of the tracks that we played in the emotional episode did for me. It just it's it's epic, but it is emotional at the same time.
1: I like that. Uh, So, I'm going to close out with a nice,
0: somber piece, uh, from— Sorry. I'm not sure about that. The fuck? Sorry, I'm not sure about that. Me neither, Alexa.
1: (laughs) I never said that word. That's what I'm saying. Uh, So, I'm going to close out with a nice, somber piece uh, from The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim. Uh, Now, everybody knows when did The Elder Scrolls V come out, Brian? Uh, November. 11, 11, 11. Uh, I'll never forget it. Uh, composed by Jeremy Saul. This is Secunda. Uh, that's, that's what we're gonna be closing out with. Uh, I think you're going to like this track. It's nice. It's peaceful. It's serene. It's, serene. Uh, it's
0: absolutely serene. That's what I was going to say. And you took the word out of my mouth there. It's definitely. It's a it's another beautiful. We played a lot of beautiful tracks on the episode today with the, uh, you know, the title theme from RoboCop and Lady on the Song. Sarah was never. I'm the one you're looking for. Price. Like, we played a lot of beautiful music on the episode this week. It's been fun.
1: For our 21st radio hour, it's going to be all metal, all the way, rocking
0: out. No, no, drunk. I like, I like <laughs> getting drunk. <laughs> we, we should do like a, an episode where we take liberties and have drinks, like during an anniversary episode or something, I think that would be fun. Just kind of like, you know, uninhibited BG mania. The limits are off. No, I don't know. I don't want to do that, but uh, I, I, I. I First of all, I'm surprised you haven't picked more from Skyrim just because you, you do believe you are the Dragonborn and I keep telling you you are not.
1: Wait, 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 what do you mean believe? I know I am Dragonborn. Huh?
0: Yeah, you and all those other delusional people that think they are their characters.
1: Well, I don't... Why, why are you hurt me, Brian? Why, 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 why do you...
0: <laughs> How many Dragonborns can we actually have, Frank?
1: Well, you're born of different kinds of dragons. Like, they're, 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 I know there's a Dragonborn who's a police officer. You know what kind of dragon uh, he's from? No. A copper. A copper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't uh, Cisco? You're the dragon. Didn't he release that album? Yes, and he's all about finding that thong, 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 thong. Better rapper than Coolio? No, no one's a better rapper than
1: Coolio. I mean, a friend of the show.
0: Not yet. Not yet. We can't. We can't claim Cisco. Cisco is claimed by Kind of Funny, so we can't claim Cisco. We have Coolio. We have Coolio.
1: Okay, Coolio's reached out to us a couple times. He's EO. Sometimes he pretends to be the mix master. I get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the mix master and Coolio are not the same people. They're not the same person. Have you ever seen the two of them in the same place? No, I think not. I have not. You're right. There's something going on. Maybe.
1: Uh, I, I don't think Coolio can afford Internet.
0: <laughs> Can't afford nothing in 2019. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Just a great pick. Uh, Skyrim is a fantastic soundtrack, as we talked about before when we were talking about your pick from Oblivion. We kind of already mentioned some things about Skyrim. So, yeah, I don't know. This was this was a fun episode to do. I think this was a great RDR. I had a lot of fun this week.
1: That, I don't think I have anything else I can add. Just uh, please enjoy this track. And
0: uh... oh, wait, wait, I don't do the closer. Brian does the closer. I am the closer. You should know this by now. But that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BGMania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests, just like the Mixmaster did for this episode of Radio Hour for future episodes to BGMania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel that's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. If you have not done so already, we are making a push for 3000 YouTube subscribers and we are getting close. We are under 300 away as a time of recording. We are 275 away. So let's make that push. Let's get to 3000 and then we'll set a goal for 5000. Maybe I don't know. And while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv slash on games. Click that follow button so you're notified anytime we do a live stream. We don't live stream often and sometimes we even just live stream to YouTube. So subscribing on YouTube will notify you of that as well. But sometimes we're on Twitch. And if you follow us, you'll know when stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. Before we get on here again, I just want to say thank you so freaking much for the support that we've been receiving for not only BG Mania, but for Max Level, our video game podcast every Monday morning as well. Uh, The amount of downloads we are getting right now per episode is blowing me away. I probably should have put this at the beginning because nobody usually sticks around to hear anything, but it's fine. Cl- Once the closing happens, most people shut things off, I'm sure. But oh, I can say
1: whatever I want now? Nope, well, here go. Nope,
0: nope, 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 no, 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 no. So no one's probably hearing this. I'll probably mention it at the beginning of the episode next week. But uh, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for the amount of downloads that we're getting for not only BG Mania, but for max level. Uh, the, the amount of support and just... Now, now that I truly know, because we have legit statistics, before we didn't, because we were just you know self-hosting things and there was no way to tell. But now that we're through Podbean, I can actually see how many times our our shows are being downloaded per episode, and it's 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 blowing me away, man. I never would have thought we'd be at the numbers we are. So that's super cool. Uh, We're in the thousands, and that's freaking awesome. And I I, I'm super happy to see that. So that's awesome. Thank you, thank you all. Yes, thank you so much. Next week we're going to be jumping into another composer deep dive. And that is going to be for Mr. Kaiichi Okabe, who you will recognize as his most famous works are near and your automata. But we have his entire catalog that we are going to be exploring. And it's it's the first time where you're a composer deep dive where I think it's going to be challenging because his he doesn't have that many soundtracks where he's like the sole composer. So, you know, he's really good at what he does and he's great at composing tracks. But he always works with other people and we had to like really find and I, I spent the last couple days really just picking everything that he's done out and putting it in the list. And Frank and I over the next seven days are going to listen to that entire catalog of music and pick what we feel are the best 16. So I'll come prepared with eight. Frank will come prepared with eight and we'll, we'll really take a deep dive into the career of Kaichi Okabe and, and really just kind of see what he's done. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So tune in for that episode next week. Taking us out of this episode once again. We have from The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, it's Secunda. And again, this was composed by Jeremy Sol, correct? Yes, sir. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.